The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. An annual girl walked into a jewelry store, one of the fanciest jewelry stores in Tel Aviv, here in Israel. You're talking about a jewelry store that isn't just a jewelry store, but you're talking about pieces of jewelry that are worth, that only start, the prices from $2,000. That's where it starts from, and upwards, right? So a little girl walks in, you can imagine, you know, all the people behind the desk are like wondering, what is this little nine-year-old girl walking into such a fancy jewelry store here in Tel Aviv? But anyway, you know, they're not going to say anything, and she looks around, and she, you know, she's looking, and she's choosing, and you see, she's concentrating on what she's doing, she's obviously looking for something. And then she calls over a person who happens to be the owner of the store, and she says, okay, I've decided I'd like that bracelet. So he looks at her and says, with a nice big smile, my, my little girl, what do you need that bracelet for? So she says, I want to buy it for my older sister. That's very nice of you, he says. Why do you want to buy this bracelet for your little sister? So she says, listen, she swallows hard and she says, I don't have a mother and I don't have a father. But my older sister keeps us going. She brings us up. She basically cooks. She basically cleans. She does everything in the house. And we got together, all the brothers and sisters in the family, and we'd like to buy her something to show our deep appreciation and her for everything that she does. But she says, don't worry. I bought money, I'm paying for this. So she takes out her wallet, and this big bulging wallet, and she empties it onto the counter, and all the, you know, tenagarots start flying all over the place. And the guy's patiently smiling, and he's saying, okay, this is interesting. And he pulls it out, and he's counting and counting and counting. It was seven shekel and eighty agarot, right? Two dollars, something like that, two and a half dollars, whatever the rate is, right? You're talking about not a lot of money, a three thousand dollar bracelet. And the guy looks at her and he says, wow, that's exactly how much this bracelet costs. Exactly. And he wraps it up for her and she's beaming and she walks out of the store with a $3,000 bracelet that she bought for seven shekel and 80 agarot. Two hours later, an older girl walks in and says, can I speak to the manager of the store? And the same man that served the young girl that we talked about a moment ago comes over and says, yes, I'm the manager. What can I do for you? She says, I'm so embarrassed. My sister walked out of this store and had a bracelet which she didn't pay for. He said, what are you talking about? He said, what do you mean? I know my sister. She can't have more than maybe $10. And this one costs at least $3,000. It's impossible for her to have paid for it. He said, let me tell you something. She paid for it in full. She paid seven shekel, 80 agarot, and a broken heart. He said, every single day there are people that are coming in here, buying jewelry, and all of them can afford it. They're buying it for their wives. They're buying it for their, for their colors, whatever it may be. At the end of the day, they can all afford it. But when your sister came in, and I saw the love that she had for you, yes, she couldn't afford it. I realized that. But the broken heart that she had was good enough to pay for the bracelet in full, and I'm giving it to her for that money. The Rav that heard this story directly from the jeweler, he said, isn't that amazing? It's exactly what happens to us on Rosh Hashanah. We roll up into shul, into Rosh Hashanah, and we want to buy the most expensive thing in the world. It's called life. The most expensive thing in the world. Nothing else in the world matters more than life. And we want to buy it. Do we have the money to pay for it? Can we afford it? Do we have the suyas? Do we have the mitzvahs? Do we have the Torah? Were we such good people that HaKadosh Baruch Hu owes us life on Rosh Hashanah? Maybe I speak for myself, but I don't think so. We can't afford it. But come Rosh Hashanah, when we come to shul, 
And we say to the Rabbani Shalom, all right, I know I can't afford it, but please, I beg of you, I'm going to be better, it's going to be a great year, I'm going to try my best. We come up with these more agarots and more agarots, and eventually we'll end up maybe to seven shekel and eighty agarots, three and mitzvahs that we can promise Hashem. What's Hashem going to say? No problem. Yes, I see you can't afford it. Yes, I see that. It's difficult for you. You're not really, really earning it. But at the end of the day, I can see the love that you have. And I can see what you're trying to offer. And I'm going to see what you're trying to do. I'm going to give you life. Rabbi Sai. Every single person here received an invitation. Every single person here received an invitation. It's like those invitations that you get for the chasana. You're like, wow, how is that so quick? It's unbelievable. So it comes with Shaydish Elul. We received an invitation. In 30 days, you're going to stand in front of Melech Malche Hamlochim, who's going to decide everything about your life. Absolutely everything. How much money you're going to make, how happy you're going to be, how healthy you're going to be. What's, what's the situation at home? What's the situation in business? What's the situation in learning? What's the situation? Everything. You're going to stand there in shul. And Rabbi said, the days are ticking away. The moments are ticking away. We're getting closer and closer and closer. The invitations have been given out. It's coming up. What are we about to do? Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.